Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is Tuesday and we are two days away from the NFL Draft, which means we will continue in our NFL Draft preview series going position by position. And today we are going to talk about the Edge Rush group. And there is a lot of versatility to be found in this Edge Rushing group all the way down into the mid to late rounds. And certainly based on the pre-draft interactions we talked about yesterday with the Titans, they most certainly will be looking to come out of this draft with at least one edge prospect. So we are going to go over the top guys at the position, also talk about some mid to late round edge rushing prospects as well. But before we get into that conversation, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel had a pre-draft Zoom conference on Monday. It was about 45 minutes long. So we are going to talk about some of the best quotes from that conference call and also analyze some of the things that were said and what it could mean for the Titans going forward in the draft and also how they want to set their defense and offense up going forward. So with the edge rush prospects that are obviously very valuable and a a very likely target for the Titans and then the Zoom conference done by the Titans draft, we have a lot to get into. It has been a busy week with a lot of great content. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts. You are following the show on Spotify. You are subscribed on Google Play or whatever platform you stream. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans as I continue to do film breakdowns on these draft prospects that the Titans will eventually select later this week. So it's going to be a great offseason going forward after the draft of content here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So make sure that you are following us and getting the show every single day. With that in mind, I'm very excited to break down the edge group. There's a lot of potential there for the Titans to strike in multiple different rounds, and we got a lot of great insight from the Titans general manager and head coach. We're going to break all of it down today. Let's get it. John Robinson got a ton of the obvious questions in regards to how the procedure and the process has changed due to the pandemic and how this has affected their ability to really learn more and get to know these prospects. And those questions were answered in all of the typical ways, you know, using technology as best as possible. It's the same circumstances for every team, so everyone has to deal with it. All those generic answers. But where we got some of the best information from this conference call with John Robinson and Mike Vrabel is when they talked about individual positions in this draft and the strengths that they offer. Robinson spoke highly of the wide receiver position in this draft. Quote, they come in all shapes and sizes. There's physical receivers. There's smaller, faster guys. There's the crafty route runner. There's guys that are good with the ball in their hands. End quote. So that's something that the Titans obviously have been looking into. The Titans could use a a guy who's good at gadget plays, a speed option, maybe even a a big physical receiver for the red zone now that Tajay Sharp is gone and Corey Davis appears to be on his way out the door after this season. So it is something that Vrabel has obviously noticed is the versatile different group and whatever the Titans feel they need at the position, they should have the ability to get it. He also spoke glowingly about offensive tackle or offensive line prospects 
in general and how rare it is to find guys that can really help you. Quote, we feel like we have some players identified that will look and try to add to help the football team. Those big guys, they're not walking around Walmart and Target. They don't come around very often. I don't know if it is a unique year for that position group, but it's certainly a year where there's really good depth with good players at it. End quote. Robinson and Vrabel got a lot of the obvious questions in regards to process and procedure and how they've been affected pre-draft by the global pandemic and the coronavirus, so they talked a lot about how they've adjusted on the fly and what this means for them going forward, how they've dealt with the need for technology, the the pre-draft visits, talking to players on FaceTime and things like that, so obviously all of those questions were asked and answered and we got typical responses that, that you would expect. You know, everybody's under the same circumstances. We're doing the best that we can. We feel comfortable about where we're at and what we've done. So a lot of that happened. But some of the highlights that I think stood out the most are when John Robinson and Mike Vrabel talked about the draft and the strengths of this draft, and especially at certain positions that appear to be needs for the Titans, including the wide receiver position, where John Robinson had this to say, quote, they come in all shapes and sizes. There's physical receivers. There's smaller, faster guys. There's the crafty route runner. There's guys that are good with the ball in their hands, end quote. So Robinson obviously notices the versatility and the depth at the wide receiver group, and whichever kind of receiver they end up selecting in the draft will tell us a lot about what they thought this team needed in the wide receiver room to improve and take the next step. Robinson also had some interesting things to say about the offensive line prospects and how rare it is to find guys who can actually actually help your football team. Quote, we feel like we have some players identified that will look to try and add to help the football team. Those big guys, they're not walking around Walmart and Target. They don't come around very often. I don't know if it is a unique year for that position group, but it's certainly a year where there's a lot of really good depth with good players at it. End quote. So although the Titans gave Dennis Kelly a three-year contract and the keys to the right tackle position in the starting group, it appears that they are still very, very interested in adding another tackle to the equation. Mike Vrabel also had a good quote about the running back position. He had this to say, quote, we'd like to add a player that can come in and play all three downs and could really help in the kicking game. This is incredibly notable because he mentioned the ability to help in the kicking game. So the Titans are obviously looking for a running back that can help in the run game, also the passing game, but can also add some value on special teams as a dynamic returner, something that the Titans have been missing for a few years. Robinson also talked about the update on Jadavian Clowney, saying that the door isn't closed, but there's also nothing imminent and that they would circle back to it. Mike Vrabel had an interesting comment about Adoree Jackson and how he could profile as their starter at the slot cornerback position. And then, of course, Trader John, as he is known, talked about how he would love to move up and down the board and acquire as much draft ammunition as possible. I thought it was a pretty excellent conference call overall. Uh, Obviously, there are some audio issues here and there, but for the most part, pretty insightful, and I appreciate the fact that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel do these different conference calls and things like that to give us insight into what their thought process is going into some of these big events. So I would encourage you guys to check out the entire 45-minute conference call, which is on the Titans YouTube, and they have changed their Titans page from Titans Online dot com to tennessee titans.com so you can uh, check it out there 
as well. But we are going to move forward into our conversation about the edge group and continue our NFL draft preview series going position by position. We are going to first talk about the top half, top tier guys you could get in the first one, two, maybe three rounds. And then in our last segment, we will talk about the guys that are more of the late round options that the Titans could look into. So we will follow up with that next. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created a non-contact delivery system. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. There's a wing place close to me that I order every single Monday. The best wings and boneless wings you could ever imagine. So listen up. You guys need to be supporting your local neighborhood spots right now. It's very important that you order local because it's a great way to support these businesses in a time of need. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier by picking up everything you need from like a Walgreens or a 7-Eleven and just dropping it off outside your door. Download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNFL. That's code LOCKEDONNFL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates. If we are going to have a conversation about the edge rush group in this draft, we have to start with the predator, Chase Young from Ohio State, 6'5", 265 pounds, pretty much a guaranteed lock that the Titans will not have the ability to draft Chase Young. He has everything you want, burst, technique, bend, I mean... All he really needs to do is get more and more consistent. He's still a young player, so but he's got pretty much everything, and he's one of the top edge prospects that have come into the NFL draft in, in two decades or so. So Chase Young is obviously the number one player on the edge in this draft class. No surprise there. The number two, it's also kind of a consensus with the number two option, and that is Calevon Chason from LSU, six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. And Chason isn't your typical edge rusher bursting off the edge all the time. While he has incredible athleticism, he has incredible versatility. He is a three pronged player. He can play the run. He can rush the passer, but he also has shown the ability to do well dropping into coverage and that's the type of versatility and edge rush potential that everyone is looking for in the NFL. And while he could have stood to be a little bit more productive in college, especially with his sack numbers, that's something that is not going to stop NFL teams from taking a chance on all of the versatile upside that he brings. Again, would be... uh, Pretty crazy to see the Titans have an opportunity to get their hands on Chase on, but maybe if they drafted up into the or traded up into the late teens, they would have the opportunity. The next guy on the list is AJ Espineza out of Iowa, six foot six, two hundred and eighty 
pounds, and Espinosa is an incredibly powerful guy, powerful at the point of attack with offensive linemen, gets his hands on you, uses his length, can push you back, drive you back, swipe your hands away, get inside to the quarterback, offers versatility to rush on the edge, but also rush from the interior, could profile as a five-technique defensive end in the Titans scheme. He does lack lateral mobility and quick twitch uh, on the outside. He's a power player. He's going to win with power. He's going to win with his hands and his length. He's not going to win with burst and and top-tier athleticism, so that's something to consider at the next level. Then we have Yeter Gross Matos, who does have all that burst and that length at six foot five, two 264 pounds. Gross Matos and Espinessa kind of profile in similar roles. They can be a five technique with a little bit of potential to play on the edge, but also has good potential to rush on the interior as uh, a three technique or maybe just a little bit wider than that, but they're different in the sense of Espinosa is a power guy and Gross Matos is more of an athletic guy. Now, uh, where Espinosa excels in using his hands and understanding of offense and high IQ, that's some places where Gross Matos could serve to get a little bit better. His processing, his pass rushing counters, the, uh, you know, the thinking parts of being an edge rusher things that that he can get better at. So that would just take coaching and experience, but he has all the tools and the athleticism to be an impactful player at the next level. Then we have Zach Bond out of Wisconsin, 6'3", 240 pounds, and like Chase on, he profiles as more of a versatile piece, someone like, not saying that he compares, but just, you know, role-wise, like Anthony Barr from the Minnesota Vikings, where he is used as an edge rusher at times, but also is more of a strong side linebacker who can play on the line of scrimmage, who can drop back into coverage and play against the run. Bond has good versatility, so he'll be able to do all of those things. He's a high IQ player with good hands. Now, he doesn't have incredible length, and when he's rushing the passer, he doesn't have great bend off the edge, but that's why I talked about him being a versatile player and a chess piece player, not necessarily an every down pass rusher. Next, we have Julian Okwara from Notre Dame, six foot four, 248 pounds. He has incredible burst, incredible bend, and good length. So he's got all of the tools and the traits that you would look for out of one of those every down pass rushing threats. He's not good in run defense, though. He needs to add strength to his frame. He needs to add size to his frame to be an every down player, but he does have a lot of traits, like I said, that you would look for in a dominant or explosive pass rusher and maybe just needs uh, an NFL strength and conditioning program and some more coaching to be more of an impact player on all three downs. Next, we have Curtis Weaver out of Boise State, six foot three, 265 pounds, and Weaver is a polished and productive college player. He has good pass rush moves. He really has a high-level understanding of how to counter, how to use his hands. Uh, Like I said, he was very productive at Boise State. The only issue is he's not a quick twitch player. He doesn't have the athletic traits like we just talked about with Okwara. He doesn't have those things. Uh, But sometimes some of these guys that were so productive in college, they just find a way to win. And although he struggles in run defense and doesn't have, you know, the bend and twitch you want from an outside rusher, 
every now and then you just get guys who they can't be stopped because they're productive and they do work hard. The next player that we are going to talk about is Josh Uchi from Michigan, six foot one, 240 pounds. He has great burst, great length, and a lot of upside as a rusher and somebody who can drop back and play coverage. So would fit very well in the Titans scheme where they ask their outside linebackers to not only rush, play run defense, but also drop back into coverage here and there with some of the disguised blitzes that they like to run. And Yuji didn't have a lot of opportunity playing at Michigan. He didn't really get consistent snaps until 2019, so he'll need to develop more consistency in his technique, and it'll just come from playing more. The guy just needs more opportunities out on the field, but it's also a question is why did it take so long for him to get those consistent, you know, opportunities, but Michigan isn't necessarily the best, you know, the most well-run program right now, despite the name value of the university, so the coaching could, could stand to improve, and that may help Yuchi going forward. The next few guys I want to talk about in this in this top tier are, you know, obviously going to be mid-round prospects, late second round, uh, third round, guys that the Titans would look like would look at in those areas. And we are going to start with Bradley and I, Bradley and I, I've heard it both ways. The edge rusher out of Utah, six foot three, two hundred and fifty-seven pounds. He plays with incredible effort. His his motor is always running. He hustles at all times and is incredibly incredibly physical. He you can tell he loves playing football. He loves to hit. He loves to mix it up. The only problem is. He doesn't really give you much athletic upside. He's kind of a a complete player in terms of his athletic profile right now. And while he gives you great effort and everything like that, you need to see some more athletic traits to be able to win against, you know, these high-level offensive tackles at the next level. So Anae kind of profiles as more of a rotational edge rusher and a guy who needs to get better with his technique if he's not going to have the athletic profile to to consistently dominate on the outside. Next we have Terrell Lewis from Alabama. Lewis is 6 foot 5, 258 pounds and recently there's there's been some medical concerns talked about Lewis that could cause him to fall in the draft, but he's got great length. He is physical, he's athletic. He'll set the edge against the run. Now when he's defending the run on the inside, he can get washed away way. He needs some more physical strength and he's not great in pass coverage. He doesn't really offer anything any potential whatsoever and dropping back into coverage. So he profiles more if he can, you know, get a little bit better with his strength and his interior run defense. He profiles as more of a 4-3 defensive end, but maybe somebody the Titans would take a chance on as he slides down the board. And then the last guy I want to talk about in this range is Jonathan Grenard from Florida, six foot four, two hundred and sixty-two pounds. He's great in run defense. Absolutely fantastic in run defense. Really really strong, has very physical, strong hands, good pop against offensive linemen as they try to get on him, and he has great interior rush moves. He's not so great when he tries to get wide and go to the outside, but when he can beat you to the inside or or go up against guards on the interior, he does very, very well. So he profiles as a guy who could help the Titans as a five-technique defensive end who can rush from the interior. Now, when you start to look at the downside, uh, he doesn't have much athleticism to him and doesn't have good burst off the line of scrimmage so he could maybe uh, stand to lose a few pounds and might improve his athletic profile but maybe he might just need to put on some more pounds try to gain more strength and and move himself as an interior pass rusher or an interior defender rather than an edge guy but that is going to do it for our 
you know, first segment of edge rushers here. Those are all guys that you could look to get in the first three rounds for the Titans from the top top to the mid-round options. And we are going to go even deeper in our next segment and look at some guys who should be available much later in the draft but would have the ability to help the Titans. Something that I should have mentioned in the last segment and that we will mention right now before we jump into the rest of the edge rushing candidates is the the edge rushers that the Titans actually met with so far. And it's a it's a bunch of guys at the end of the group we just talked about and a couple of guys at the top of the group that we are about to talk about now. So it seems like the Titans are targeting edge rushers in the third, fourth, fifth round because they've met with Josh Uchi out of Michigan, Bradley Anai out of Utah, Jonathan Grenard out of Florida, Terrell Lewis out of Alabama, and then the next few guys that we are going to talk about who the Titans have met with in some way, we will start with a guy out of Tennessee. Six foot four, 259 pounds, Daryl Taylor. Now, Taylor has the athletic profile here that you're looking for. At that size, he's got great burst. He can bend, and to be that big and that tall and be able to bend the way that Taylor can, it's very rare. But he also has shown the ability to cover in pass coverage and with more opportunity and more development there could really shine. So he's got like everything you would want in an edge rusher, but Here's the issue with Taylor. He doesn't have good IQ. He doesn't display good instincts on the football field. Remember, I'm talking about him as a football player, not as a person. That's that's important here. So it, he doesn't seem to read things very well. His processing time is slow. He doesn't have great instincts. Now, he really needs more reps ton of more reps. He was suspended in 2017 for kicking a teammate in the face during a fight in practice. So does that sound like the type of guy that the Titans would want on their team with how much of an emphasis and how often head coach Mike Vrabel talks about being a good teammate and how important that is? I don't know, but with with coaching, with reps, and with development, Taylor does have everything that you would want in an edge rusher, especially in a Titans 3-4 scheme so that, that does disguise blitzes and has people do different things and requires versatility. It, you know, I, I could see Taylor as a player why the Titans would want to take a chance on him in the fourth, fifth round and get him in the building and try to coach him up, and it's someone that they've seen, obviously, with, with being local, but, you know, some of those downsides there are, are tough to swallow and and tough to tough to expect the Titans to want that kind of player on their football team but people change we saw with Jeffrey Simmons who had his run-ins but you know you talk about fighting with your own teammates it's something concerning but we will move forward to the next player that the Titans did have some interaction with pre-draft and that is Alex Highsmith out of Charlotte six foot four 242 pounds he has a great chop does a good job to, to dip his arms, chop offensive linemen's hands. He's got good burst off the line of scrimmage, and he has an incredible motor. The guy is always working his damnedest and trying his hardest to beat the offensive tackle. He never stops working on any play. He's always in there. The problem is, while he does have good burst and a good chop, he doesn't have good hand power and run defense. Offensive tackles, when they fire out on the line of scrimmage instead of dropping back in a pass set, they can get on him kind of quick, and he doesn't have good power in his hands 
Evans to kind of disengage and get the offensive tackle or the offensive lineman off his body. So that's something that he'll need to work on at the next level. We will move forward here. The next guy we are going to talk about is Khalid Kareem from Notre Dame, six foot four, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. So on the bigger side for these edge rushers, could gained some weight and profile as an inside guy, but he has great length, great arm length. He's great against the run as a run defender. So once again, kind of makes my mind take me to him putting on some weight and transitioning inside. He doesn't have very good athletic burst off the line of scrimmage. He doesn't profile as an incredibly athletic guy, more of a tough run stuffer. So I think it would make sense for him to maybe put on some weight and go inside, but he did play on the edge in college. Next, we have a guy who I think is pretty interesting, and that is Jabari Zuniga out of Florida, six foot three. 253 pounds. This guy is an ox. He is incredibly strong. He's got really powerful hands. The only problem is he is a raw player. He plays slow. He doesn't process very fast. So the Titans could get him in the later rounds you know, 4th, 5th, 6th, and develop him and see what they could possibly get out of Zuniga. Next, we have Kenny Willikus out of Michigan State. 6'4", 252 pounds. And, uh, you know, a guy like this this is a lunch pail edge rusher. While he does display good arm length and the ability to use an arm bar, he does not have great athleticism. He wins with effort. He wins with physicality. He wins with IQ. He's not going to beat anybody off the line of scrimmage or like I've mentioned with some of these guys, doesn't really profile as a high-level athlete and he's not even the strongest guy. He just plays with great effort and great IQ. He could improve in his strength. Uh, imp- he needs to lean out his body a little bit more but this is also a guy who put a video up on Twitter of him doing you know backflips running off walls uh, doing different acrobatic maneuvers and uh, you know backflips and gainers and front flips and different videos like that saying you know because people question his athleticism so with a video like that out there and if you google his name and find it it's a treat to watch who am I to call this man you know non-athletic or doesn't have the athletic profile so he will uh, ultimately with that effort though and his love for the game that's apparent on film, guys like that just tend to work out. You look like somebody like Max Crosby last year who was drafted in the mid-rounds by the Oakland Raiders, who I really wanted the Titans to take a look at, had a similar profile. But when you play with that kind of effort and that kind of hustle, you often just find a way to make plays and and get it done. So we will move forward to the next prospect here, and that is Alton Robinson out of Syracuse. six foot three, 259 pounds. He's got incredible upside because he's got good size and great burst, and he's had some of his reps limited based on transfers. He had to move around a little bit. A guy like that, when you haven't been at one college for very long and you haven't had consistent coaching, your technique and the techniques you're taught can get you know mixed up quite a bit and not allow you to really refine your skills in certain techniques, so he needs help there. And he also was convicted of robbery or charged of robbery in 2015, second-degree robbery. So when you look at a background like that, and like I've mentioned before, what the Titans look for, you don't really know how it lines up, but you never know how people change and people deserve second chances so maybe the Titans take a look at him in the sixth or seventh round very late 
in the draft. Next, we have Anthony Jennings from Alabama, six foot two, 252 pounds. This guy's he's the prototypical Alabama defensive player. Incredibly smart, plays the run game with incredible IQ. He really understands, you know, how offensive linemen fire out what they're trying to accomplish and will find a way to get in his gap and hold it down. He has good pass rush moves. Obviously, he's a smart player who understands how to counter moves together. The only problem is he has he doesn't have good agility. He's got, you know, uh, high hips, so he doesn't have good burst or good bend, and he's probably just going to be a rotational edge player for you. So looking at the fourth or fifth round for someone like Jennings, but he's a smart guy who can add depth to the position, but I think the Titans need a little bit more upside there. And then the last two guys that we are going to talk about are guys that the Titans should have available to them very late in the draft, sixth or seventh round, but that's probably why they spent some time with them. James Smith-Williams from NC State, six foot three, two 265 pounds, and he's a very long, athletic player. Does a great job of converting speed to power on his rush, can fire out, get a little bit of space, and then put his arms up and drive offensive linemen back. Now, he is a raw player. You know, usually you don't get long and athletic with polished, and if you did, they would be going a lot higher in the draft. So here, Smith-Williams just needs to process things quicker, needs help with his technique, and he has qu- had quite a bit of injuries. Basically, every year of his college career, he had a, a pretty significant injury, so that's why he's down so low here. And then the last guy that I want to talk about is someone who's really caught the eye of Titans Twitter, and it seems like somebody late in in the draft that people have kind of fallen in love with as you know a potential option for the Titans, and that is Derek Tuska out of North Dakota State Six foot four, two hundred and fifty-one pounds. The guy just plays with incredible effort, incredible fight, and he's quick. He's quick off the ball. He's quick to decide what moves he's going with. He doesn't have great length, and when he's attacking offensive linemen, if they get their hands on him and get a good punch on him, he doesn't have great balance and kind of get knocked off track pretty easily. So he'll need to work on his technique, need to work on his footwork to make sure that he can improve that at the next level and not be so susceptible to getting knocked off of his path and one thing that he could you know stand to work on to help him with that is kind of limiting the amount of space that offensive tackles have to hit him so dipping his shoulder making himself horizontal and not giving the offensive tackle a big target to get his hands on but that's coaching and when you get a guy in the sixth or seventh round it can only be the expectation that they'll need a little bit of coaching to to reach their peak potential. So that is going to wrap up my preview of the edge rusher position. Obviously, there are some other options here, some other names that we see, but it's all late round guys who have similar profiles and will give the Titans a limited amount of value, but with coaching could stand to do more. So that is the edge rusher group. We are going to come back tomorrow continue our NFL Draft Preview Series and talk about the interior defensive line. The Titans traded Jarrell Casey, um, and upset a lot of the fan base, so obviously there is a need for depth at that position and a need for talent at that position, regardless of what Jeffrey Simmons, uh, stand, how much Jeffrey Simmons stands to improve in his second year, and I actually 
do have something special for you guys coming up tomorrow, an interview with a potential prospect. So I'm going to have them on, and we will have some fun talking to that prospect who the Titans could be looking at in the mid-rounds and have had a visit with, have talked to on multiple occasions. So I will keep that as a tease for you guys, but it's an interior defensive lineman who the Titans have paid a lot of potential or attention to, and we will pay attention to him tomorrow as well in between our scouting breakdowns in the first segment and the third segment, put an interview there in the middle and talk to a uh, a potential draft E for the Tennessee Titans. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Locked on Titans podcast, our breakdown of John Robinson and Mike Vrabel's pre-draft conference call, Zoom conference, and then also a breakdown of the edge rusher group in the NFL draft. Please check out the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast after you are done listening to this show. Just tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Football. It is a great time to see how these draftees could potentially impact your fantasy football season. But as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans. <laughs> 